Welcome to the Ricky Williams Trilogy Podcast, hosted by Duke Thompson, John B. Easy Durnell, and Seamus the Moose Anderson. We are blinded by fandom. Oh, yeah. I hope y'all are ready for this. It's another episode of the Ricky Williams Trilogy. One, two, three, uno, dos, tres, un, deux, trois. We're all here. Folks, give it up for your three here. Coming in at power forward, standing at, I don't know, maybe six foot three. We've got Duke Thompson here. That's right, John. Thank you. Uh, Six foot three. Yeah. A little six foot three. I like that, man. Makes me, makes me a little bit taller. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, you know, they always lie a little bit on the stats. And then coming in in a solid 5'11". Uh, on, yeah, yeah. I gave you an extra four inches there, Moose. <laughs> we got you know what I learned this week? I, I learned this week that Napoleon was actually like five foot eight. And uh, I'm pretty fucking mad about it. And that's probably why I'm so angry all the time. Oh, damn, damn. Well, standing at a solid five foot, we'll give him nine and some change. We've got Seamus the Moose Anderson coming from the East Coast. Moose, I'm glad you did some research on the height of Napoleon. How you been doing, though, this week? <laughs> I've been good. I'd love to talk about that sometime. Um, Yeah, no, good. <laughs> good. The, the weather's been nice here, man. It's like 68 to 75 every day, sunny. Can't really complain. Ooh, Life's probably, good. Probably sweating like a whore in church up there. I am, yeah, because, well, like, my name's Seamus, so just inherently I'm an Irish sweaty bastard. So, Ooh, all yeah. Right. yeah. Well, that, it's, good to, it's good to hear that you keep up with the stereotypes, folks. But let's, let's keep up with the Joneses here because Julio Jones is planning on leaving. Oh, you see how I did that transition? That was that was nice. That's, that, was, that was smooth, John. You know, we find, that's what you get paid the big bucks for. Though. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm fresh as a newborn. Now, Julio Jones is down in Atlanta, and he's talking some mess, folks. Someone asked him, what are your plans for this season? He's like, I'm out of here, I think were his exact words. Now, where is he out of here to go to? Some are saying the Patriots. Some are saying the Titans. Luckily for us, we've got fans of both here. We're first going to go all the way over to the East Coast. Moose, how do you feel about the news that Julio Jones might be coming over to your squad? Yeah, no, pretty good. Um, I already have a jersey order ready to go if it happens. I don't know if that's good karma uh, or bad karma, but um, yeah, no, that'd be pretty fucking sick, John, to have a stout wide receiver like that. Now, I, I feel that it would be a great move there's a lot of people around here that don't um, because we're a quote run first team um, and that he would just be a decoy. Well, here's the deal. If Julio Jones is your decoy, you, that, you paid top dollar for a pretty great decoy. And I don't see that happening. I mean, he's going to, he's, he's the best wide receiver in the league. He has been, everyone says it, the cornerbacks say it, the wide receivers say it. I, I don't see how it could be a bad move. Now, do we get it the done with the first Matt Ryan somehow became an MVP says it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, fucking example, a B and C. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I'd be surprised to see. I, I don't know. I'd be surprised to see him come here to be honest with you. I think he can make more money elsewhere because I think the Pats will try to make the Falcons take on a lot of that money. Um, 
and I think they're going to have to regardless of where he goes, because I, I bet all the GMs are like, all right, we're going to make a push. I'm not telling you what we're offering, but I mean, let's just all agree that the Falcons have to take some of that money. Like, I mean, I don't see how that like couldn't happen. Is that illegal? No, I mean, te- I, I mean, I know teams do that all the time in baseball. Uh, I definitely know that teams would do that occasionally in football as well, but I mean, I just don't know how much of the bulk of the team they're going to still be paying, you know, like, cause I'm pretty sure when, um, uh, Mac went over to the bears, the Raiders still owed him some money. And I'm pretty sure the same was true with Amari Cooper when he left too. So like, I, I think there are deals in which like the teams do still have to pay like a certain chunk of salary, but I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure. Yes. Uh, actually asking a question for you, John, when Tannehill went over for the first year, uh, the Dolphins actually paid his salary. So straight up, like it was only like two, three million left. So I assume that they're going to try to force whoever gives him like the moose says, we'll try to force the Falcons to pick up at least half the tab because I think it's at like 15 mil this year for him or 16 million. So, and I think that's why nobody's biting. So I think they're going to pick up the tab, man. And also too, it's dropped from a first round to a second round. So, Wait, how many how many mil did you say? I think it's fifteen million. So it's fifteen this year and eleven the next two. Like, if you're not willing to pay Julio Jones eleven million per, like, what the fuck are you doing in this business? But the first year though, you can make the uh, Falcons pay half of it and then just pick it up where you uh, restructure with other players next year and everything else. So right, it's even just- on even like on average though, like if you think about it, on average, even if they didn't pick up part of the bill, which they will. Um, it would still be on average 13 mil a year, whatever it is, because it's closer to 16 million, I think, the first year. Um, and it, if I remember correctly, it's all guaranteed money. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. I know it was 66 for three years, 64 million was like guaranteed, which is crazy. I think that's like 97% or something, 98%. Um, so on average, it'd be 13 million for three years, like. Uh, to pay that for Julio Jones, uh, what is Odell making? What is what is what is what's OBJ making? It's got to be more than that. Yeah, but uh, you know, but Julio's up his age, so they just want to get a good deal, man, because they know that the Falcons are desperate right now, man. They, desperate, they have to get rid of that. Contract. Obviously, Julio wants out, so they're desperate. If the Pats don't give up like two second rounders, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, Julio wants out. They need space to get that team back in order in some sort of way um unfortunately they're going to probably be even worse by far because ridley cannot be your number one matt ryan is not going to be getting any better overnight somehow and just because you got a decent tight end in the draft that you can probably put out as a slot receiver it's still not going to work out so i I don't know they're the Falcons look like a lost cause either way, but again, they do need to get rid of Julio Jones because their offense has become stagnant because they refuse to do anything with Matt Ryan. They somehow believe that's still going to work. But anyway, it is time for us to go. Oh, they can still be pretty good, dude. The Falcons. I know losing Julio is like massive, but they're still going to have a pretty good offense. They just got Kyle Pitts. All right. Matt Ryan's not good, but he's yeah, serviceable. We're not, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not even gonna acknowledge that nonsense. You're not gonna acknowledge the fact that they got maybe, who, maybe a person that's gonna be the greatest tight end ever. No, 
No, I'm not going to. No, you're not going to comment I'm on gonna, Mike Davis. Li- I'm not going to listen to your wild, outlandish claims about a terrible quarterback that's been just getting worse and worse. I'm not. Call, I'm not saying play. him, dude. But he's surrounded by good players still. That doesn't mean anything. That's a broken man leading that team. They're done anyway. So with that being said, let's go to a team that has a mildly limping along man leading the team. Oh, dude, the damn, Tennessee man. Titans. What? Uh, he's not mildly limping. I mean, he was. He's not completely broken. I mean, like he had. He's. he's he had the third best rating in, in the league last year, John. What do we do? What are we doing here? I'm just saying the man isn't completely broken because he's still doing. He's getting it done. He has no. He's not Matt done. Ryan. I would never even come close to comparing those two right now. Here's the right thing. now. Ryan at least got the MVP at some point. He's made it to a Super Bowl. Tannehill. No, his fucking coach made it to a Super Bowl. Okay, again, neither of those are on the resume for Tannehill yet. So anyway, he's getting there. He's limping along. He hadn't made it to the promised land, but there's still an opportunity, I see. I didn't say he's broken yet. Matt Ryan is broken. Limping along. Limping along. It's just such a, like, I I could see you just being like, hey, just dragging himself at some point. You know, like, oh, God. I didn't say dragging his broke ass across the crowd. I said limping (laughs) along. (laughs) You You went even more drastic. Like, the man has no legs. Dragging himself across the ground. <laughs> Still carrying the football. Said I can play. <laughs> so, I was just saying he's limping along. He's getting it done. Like he hadn't gotten to the promised land, but he's not. It's not. He's not broken. You know, he hadn't, he hadn't hit that point yet. But anyway, we're gonna talk now about the Tennessee Titans and their opportunities. They're yeah, the they have a chance at getting finally a number one wide receiver. Something that I would say they probably haven't had since Randy Moss was on the team for a hot minute. Yeah, dude. Hall of Famer Randy Moss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was on the team for a hot minute, and I'm going to say that's the last time they had a true number one on the field. We're going to now go over to Duke Thompson, number one fan of the Tennessee Titans. That's right, man. What, number one fan, dude. What do you think could happen to your team? Are, do, do, do you think just the addition of Julio Jones means the Super Bowl? I don't want to say Super Bowl, but it gives us a scary now, offense. Wait, now, 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 I will say, now, now, let's remember, Duke, Duke, no, no, Duke, remember your team not too long ago, before COVID, had made it to the AFC Championship, right? I know. They almost made it to the promised land. With this addition, do you think they can get it done? I think they could. I mean, if we can get past the Chiefs, but you're the benchmark now, so you are. <laughs> I mean, you're the benchmark of the AFC, man. So it's just like, okay, we got to have a team that can beat your team, stop my homes. I feel like we can put a 50 points on the board. And, hell, I'm excited too, man, because you know what? I got like two A.J. Brown jerseys, so if Julio comes, A.J. gives up number 11, I can just slap some duct tape on the back of that. <laughs> he said some and I had to be like, yeah, they look at my Julio Jones jersey. have a brown jersey too, man. Old school brown. But I'm excited. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, I, I don't have much faith that it will. But Derek Henry does train with him. Um, AJ Brown and him are best buddies. They are friends and pal. AJ says that weren't they together last week? Yeah, I believe so. I think there was a picture of them. 
Yeah, I mean they're both SEC guys, so you know, I mean they have at least you know, that kind of that that understanding, that connection. You know, I mean they didn't go to the yeah. university; they were rival universities, well, but they stayed. Hey, well, AJ also has come out publicly and said that he models his game after Julio Jones. He said that that was his receiver when he was growing up to model and be like because he thought he was the greatest receiver ever. I mean, I I I still could claim that he probably might be best i've ever seen. i mean still that catch that catch at the super bowl hands down i'm gonna say is the best catch i've ever seen a man make yeah it's you fair it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't fair that his quarterback and head coach immediately went back 30 yards after right that. <laughs> is that what happened am i remember think i think, I think so. i'm remembering that correctly. yeah 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 I was yeah like, oh. crazy um we were talking about the man makes the most athletic catch probably in in sports history then has to go lose like that. It's, it's hard to watch. If we do get Julio, man, we got Henry Brown, Tannehill, and fucking um, Jones, man. That's a fucking stout offense. Play. Wait, and and Josh Reynolds, bro. Yeah, and Josh Reynolds is although his his total yardage has never been that high. If I remember correctly, I don't think it's ever been above like six hundred, eight hundred, maybe. And that happened like once, but that's because he was the third receiver on a team that had two really good receivers in Cooper Cup and uh, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, and help me out, Robert Woods. Yes, Robert Woods. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Josh Reynolds is somebody I wanted this season. Like I didn't want Aguilar, and I didn't want Kendrick Bourne. Like Josh Reynolds was the dude I wanted, and I did say that uh, a while ago. Is a very nice pick, and if he's your number three with Julio and AJ, I. I... You guys that's nasty. Good. That's immediately I mean, nasty. It had been it would have been amazing if you could have kept Janu, and I mean that would have been outrageous. Y'all would have had quite a team there. Oh, dude! And so then you got Henry in the backfield. So you know, if we're like just running the ball and we have a complete offense, man, that'd be awesome, man. I enjoy. Did you just get a new rookie uh, running back to Darrington Evans or something? Yeah, like that? we did. Uh, we no, I don't think we uh, could have signed him again. He didn't have a good year last year. I think we're gonna bring some people in and shit. Try to find his role. So, oh my god, he had, uh, yeah, he had, he had fifty-four yards total last year. I, I was kind of upset because he's an Appalachian State guy too. So that's right. That's right. Oh, but I thought you guys drafted somebody this year. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. We did draft somebody this year. So I oh, think draft that, this year. Fuck yeah, somebody in the sixth round. I think. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, I always wait to the fucking like final roster because you just never know. I know I hate to speculate these people, get my hopes up, and then and these guys are gonna make the fucking roster. So no, I get that. I mean, really, really pay attention to te- technically the first two round picks. Like those are the guys you know are you, probably gonna make the team. I, I think you guys did pick up um if I remember correctly, the backup running back from the Falcons, Brian Hill, didn't you? I don't know, man. Something like that. Like it's just like, yeah, you did, you did. Yep, I just checked and you did. And Brian Hill's serviceable too. And that yeah, wait, time out. That kid, right. Jer- Jeremy McNichols, played pretty well a couple games last year too. I mean, I'm not worried about it because Derrick Henry's a workhorse, and like it just yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Like I mean, it just doesn't matter. All, all things are going through Henry. Let's be honest here. But dude, like we live, live and die with the, with the king. With but now, man, if you have Julio there with AJ on the other side of the fucking field, I mean, at that point, the threat. Might be outrageous. You're talking about you have an air raid that will require a double team on Julio on most occasions. You know what I'm saying? Just because he can almost catch anything in the in the general area. 
So if he's if he's acquiring some double teams, you have now a guy running the ball that has a less less people he has to worry about if he gets into the secondary because they've been drawn off. I mean, like it's it's going to be crazy, dude. I mean, AJ already picked up a thousand yards last year. They could well, AJ probably won't get another thousand. Oh yeah, dude's get a thousand, man. Uh, he'll get a thousand again this year. But- I don't know if Julio's on that other side. I don't know if he's going to get a thousand. He'll probably he'll probably get like a good eight eight eighty nine hundred something ah, like that. Man. He'll probably just get a little shy because you have to start getting the ball to Julio because that that's where the threat is. Oh, I, I totally understand, man. But I'm just saying, I think. I think, man, we could have uh, two thousand yard receivers, man. I don't know. I just think, that'd be I, awesome. Dude. I just don't think Tannehill has enough arm in him to be getting. Dude, he threw for four thousand last year. Yeah, I know, and that's why I'm saying I don't know if he's got enough to be doing back to back. Really? I mean, I, I, he still not like, hasn't hit the wall. Like, I mean, yeah, I, like I wasn't the biggest Tannehill guy. I'm not the biggest Tannehill guy either, but like. But I, I mean, it's not like he's like old either. No, I'm not saying he's old, but like he's in his prime. Guy, 4,000 yard seasons, man. Like, let's see it first. Let's see it first. Like, I'm not going to start giving people that, like, oh, he did it once. He can do it again. Yeah. Like, as you often say, a blind squirrel can find a nut. So he did it once, but can he do it again? That's what we're saying. Like, I'm not like nothing Tannehill's ever done has made me immediately think like, oh, this might be the next reincarnated. He's done it. He's done it four times. Oh, has he? Yeah. Yeah. And um, in 2013, honestly, 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 which I believe was Devontae honestly, Parker's fr- freshman season, rookie season, he threw yeah, for 3,900. 2014, he threw for 4,045. He didn't throw 4,000 last year either, but it's close, John. All right, we're not counting fucking pennies here. Jesus Christ, give me a break. And then he threw he threw three straight seasons with the Dolphins. Okay, I would not have guessed this, boys. I, this is crazy. Three thirty thirty nine hundred thirteen, 3,913, bro. That's fucking whatever, man. That's two drop passes away. Three drop passes away it's, from 4,000. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's not 4,000. John, me and you are going to have an issue tonight, I think. We're just like all night. We're going to have... It's going to be what, like you know, this. They're not going to put somebody in the 3,000 hit club that had 2,996. Oh, yeah, almost... Yeah, you know what? He almost got it there. Put him in the 3,000. Oh, I'm sorry, John. Could you point me in the direction of the 4,000 yard club? Is that a fucking thing? Is this a thing now? <laughs> Like book you yeah, keep yeah, like yeah. this is your yeah, own club. book. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's got a easy, yeah, I got a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> we got a TikTok. <laughs> oh man, dude. Dude, Hannah Hill, he's in his prime. He's got probably about two, three, four good years left, maybe. I don't know. It looked like 2013 to 2015 was his prime. <laughs> We're just going by yards, but no, I mean, like, dude, even his I mean his he doesn't have to fucking do anything spectacular, right? But when he does, he does it. Okay. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but man, the motherfucker could throw the fucking touchdowns in the red zone. He could fucking sure as hell hand the handball off to hand the ball off to Henry. And he doesn't turn the ball over that often. You can't really fucking ask for much more than that with he's the weapons he has. A starter in the NFL. No one's saying he's- I mean, dude, he just has to prove it in the fucking playoffs. Which, you know, he has to get done. Well, this not year. that. Not only that, dude, he has to prove it not only in the playoffs, but also in the fourth quarter. Like, you guys, I mean, your comebacks have usually been on the back of Henry tearing down the field on some team. Like That's a fair. Rare, that's that's fair. That's yeah, it's fair. rare if your comebacks are because Tannehill did something. It's usually because Henry just went off the chain and the other team couldn't stop him. So, Is that another club you run, the comeback club? The comeback club. I do have that <laughs> one, too. My man, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're not wrong though. But no, but but 
Duke. I mean, I'm not trying to attack the man. I'm being serious. I'm just being I'm being serious in what in the analysis on how they judge quarterbacks. They judge them based on how they lead these teams to comebacks and how they lead them in the postseason. Tannehill is a very good quarterback when there ain't no pressure on. I'll give him that. My man is like, whoo, like it's like elementary school. He's just feeling it, loving it, tossing that ball crisp as ever. But when there's a lot of pressure on him, they do like to hand the ball off to Henry and let him just tear down the field and give him very little to do because he just doesn't do well under that pressure, which, again, I, I'm not saying is a bad thing. They just have figured that out as a, as a thing to, you know, so that he doesn't have to do that. So they let Henry do it. And now you win games, you know, I, look, he has this last year. He had 65, 65.5% completions, 3,819 yards. I don't give a 30, shit about 33, what he does when he's 33, 33. Dude, it's not even comfortable, man. All, all line was fucking horrible, man. We'd lost Taylor one last year. We fucking had just in and out pieces, dude. And I'm just saying that the guy fucking does his job extremely well for the weapons he has. That's it, dude. And all I'm saying is they've learned that take the ball out of his hand at crunch time. But I'm just saying, he's, they just take the ball out of his hands at crunch time because that's not the Dude, I think, too, is. it's fucking play calling, man, because Arthur Smith was complete fucking garbage because he would never fucking adapt, dude. I'm just... Again. Last year, dude, he got figured out, dude. He didn't fucking adapt and everything. It was just like, dude, like oh, we did with so many plays where it was like, we know we're going to give the ball to Henry, so why don't you fucking try something different and maybe fucking do a short pass or some other bullshit like that. It's like, dude, that only works so many fucking times, you know? Well, that's why Johnu was so good for you guys in the red zone, dude. He was just a monster. I can't. I honestly can't wait to see him under our offense. I'm so fucking excited. I think I'll get a John U. Smith jersey this year. I think, like, I'll definitely get a jersey of his. This year, dude, he is our offense last year because he had a block with the offensive lineman and such shit, right? But you give him the opportunity with Belichick designing that fucking tight end, dude, he's going to go off, dude. I shit you not. I'm looking. Two tight end set with him and Henry, too. Dude, like, oh, you guys. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun, yeah. It's going to be fun. Like, if we did get Julio, like, first off, it's the old Patriots for everybody again. Like in the way that like we just we just get the free agents that are over the age of 30 skill players that like just want to come here and play. I feel like that happens a lot, especially on the defensive side. I'll say, though, not so much skill players, I guess. But um, but yeah, it, it'd be really interesting to see if we get fucking Julio Jones. Dude. But you know what? Moves? I, I still don't think I still don't think no. like Moves. if it is, it's for Cam, right? Like Cam Newton's like his guy. Like if that's if that's it, then that's it. Like that's why he wants to come here. But you know what is nice, Moose, is that we don't have to hear the fucking Chiefs be in the fucking uh, talk about this. You know, we don't have to hear about he's going to go to the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, dude, could you like. Well, he well he still wants to be I mean, a star somewhere though, right? Like, yeah, I think I think I think he still wants to a be a star. So, I mean, that's just that's too many people. He's got to shine around with Kelsey and Hill and Mahomes. Dude, that's a sick day. That's if he wants that, a ring though, man. That would be well. I mean, if he wants a ring, that's obvious. Good gracious! Like at that point, I mean, if Patrick Mahomes was throwing to that offense. I think the rest of the league might just shut down. They're like, well, what the hell are we even? Oh, dude, if fucking, if he went there, and if Mahomes is okay after that foot shit, you know, I'm still a little worried about that because, you know, foot's delicate and everything. Yeah, I mean, with the with the money they're paying 
the money they're paying him and the, I'm sure the surgeons that they had work on it. I'm sure his foot's probably better than it was before, for God's sakes. These you never, you just, I know it is, but I just hope the best. You never know, man. You never want to go under the knife. Man. Jesus Christ. Adrian Peterson came out even better than before. Dude, I mean, dude, it's that, man, dude, that man should have been studied for his genetics to fucking cure cancer because I don't understand how the hell that man tells an ACL like that and then fucking dominates and he's still playing. Right? He's still, like, out, he's there still out there, dude. He's still out there being a fucking serviceable second uh, fucking backup. Hell, Frank Gore is still out there. Yeah, I mean, this is madness. I'm telling you, do the advancements in science, man. I mean, whew, it's crazy. I mean, hell, Tom Brady's still out there. I mean, man, nearly 60. But, like, the advancements in science have made it so that, you know, you could do almost anything. But, you know, hey, we'll see what happens. With we'll see what happens, but we won't know. We won't know. Saga. We won't know anything till after uh, June first is like the official trade deadline. So uh, trade free agency opens back up with some shit. They can't release him, dude. No, like they oh, can't. No, they no, can't no, release no. him. They have to get something back for him. And it's yeah. unfortunate. Like, you know, and you never know the right time to trade a franchise player like that because everyone loves Julio Jones over Matt Ryan, right? Like, there's no question about it. But like, when when did they know? that he wanted out like they they had to have known before he was live with um who's shannon right shannon sharp yeah i think so yeah and also also let's talk about that did he know he was live did he know he was live because he said he said to him you live right now but like i think he i think julio was like no i'm just saying i think no i think he was just saying like no i just like I'm just speaking truth. I don't think he knew he meant like no, he didn't he know he was alive. alive, dude. No, and actually in California, kind of fucked up, dude. And Jonathan knows this because he lives in Cali. That to record a party like that—that's illegal, that, right? Is is a fucking illegal? It's a two fucking consent state where the one both parties have to consent to the fact that he knows he's live on the air. Yeah, well, and not even just for being live on the air, just to be filmed in general. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for you to be going live with it, even more egregious, you know. I mean, that's criminal charges. Remember they, uh, with this, uh, the former Clippers owner, that girl went to jail for her bullshit. Right. I mean, she she recorded without his consent, and then, bam, she fucking did. I think she did a few months, man, <laughs> like that shit. And, and, but I think she got, like, good behavior because the NBA kind of needed her help to get him out of there. Like it's, it was really weird that whole situation, you know, because they couldn't have gotten him out of there without that tape. Oh, oh yeah, they she she got paid. I assume she fucking so, set that up. She's oh. disappeared, dude. She has completely disappeared. Like this was a woman that was in the limelight constantly. After she did all this stuff and got, she's just gone. She's just disappeared. Like you can't find her. Like, like apparently she don't even like pop up in Beverly Hills like she used to and stuff, man. Like she just disappeared. Wow. But uh, so wow, that's kind of creepy. Too. <laughs> she just 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 feel like that. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's an odd thing to do. So, uh, but apparently, Fox Sports has uh, taken down the clip and everything. So I don't know if they're like actually worried that you know Shannon Sharp could have done something. No, nah, if anything, Shannon will just give him like you know fifty thousand dollars and be like, sorry about it, because I think that it sounded like they're close. It, it doesn't matter, dude. You gotta let a motherfucker know that you're live on the air because he might not. Well, you know, what? I think this will work out best for Julio now that he's like spoken, like now that he's like, nah, he fuck wanted, it. He wanted out. Everybody knew it. They would shop at him. Yeah. It's not gonna look good in Atlanta. Like the fans are probably pissed, but everyone else is like, 
this is the most transparency we've gotten from an athlete in fucking years. But the, he has a right to know. That's right. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was right. I'm not saying what happened was right. I'm just saying it was probably for the best. And he like either way, he's not going to be like thankful for Shannon Sharp, like just fucking blowing off the top of his pot there. But he's definitely better off now because now everyone knows that doesn't have to be constant questions constantly, you know, people constantly hitting up, hitting them up, like uh, about what he's going to do. Now they're just like, yo, come here. <laughs> and now they're like, just come to our team, man. You'll be a star. But I, I, I don't know. It's weird because I feel like a lot of players have reached out even on social media. And I haven't seen one thing with the Patriots, not a single Patriots player has been like outspoken about it. And maybe that's just like, the Patriot way, which I hate. But. AJ Brown has already made a recruitment video on Twitter for it. Julio. Yeah, like, I saw. I, I saw hope, another one tonight. I so hope to God that he fucking comes in, y'all. I will be talking some mad ass shit, y'all. So be prepared. Well, all right. I mean, so we all putting we all putting I mean, ten bucks point, on where we think he's going. Uh, here's the thing, I I I don't know what a lot of teams have to offer the Falcons because the Falcons need a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if some team is willing because like there are teams out there that are desperate just for straight revenue and don't have a star on their team. It might do something drastic just so they can have a name on there. But he has to accept the trade. No, I get that. Dude. That's the thing. Like that's he has to accept oh, I, the trade. Sorry. My, my thoughts immediately were the Cardinals, but I guess they do technically have D hop. I forgot he was on there, but I was thinking like, some oh, team dude, like did that. you that tweet had me freaking out? Because yeah, that so, team will be like legit if yeah, they if they can get them, you know. And so like, th- there's teams like that that I think could get sneaky good with them. I don't. I, I mean, I would be surprised if they could pull it off because I think they have financial issues. But like, dude, if he can get up to the Seahawks, man, with DK on the other end, it's like, I mean, like, what what what, 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 do? what 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 would people be able to do if DK was on one side with Julio Jones on the other? Like, That's what I mean. But you want to see that in the fucking baby blue Titans uniforms, man? Not no, not the no, I, look, again, dude. I'm not saying that. Like of all the teams, I would love to see him on the Titans. That's oh no, what I'm saying though is too. Uh, uh, Falcons are saying that they don't want to trade within the NFC. They would rather they want to send his ass to the AFC. They definitely want to do that. That's what most teams like to do. They want to go to the other side when because they don't want to ever see that person, especially not in playoff. If they got to see him, only in the playoff. And we know the Falcons ain't making the playoffs this year. Well, they definitely aren't making the playoffs. So. You know what the thing too about about these you know these picks that they're looking for? Like, are they looking for at least a second round? They have to be looking for a second rounder plus some late round picks, right? Yeah, but probably it dropped from the first to second. So they get a little bit more desperate, I believe. Well, I think all the general managers at this point know that they're desperate. So they're just going to be like, nobody's giving up a first. If a team gives up a first, and I don't on, I don't like understand why you would even take a gamble. You should probably just give up a first for Julio Jones. But that being said, like, I, I don't know what the Titan situation is next year, but I know that um, for us, like we have, you know, one, two, three, four, five, uh, or one, two, three, four, all have one. We have one pick in each. And then five through seven, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 picks between six and seven or five and seven. So like we could definitely just give up a bunch of late round picks too. I don't think Bill will do that, but um, I don't even know if I would land us as the betting favorite. Um, Bill loves, man, loves his draft picks. So, like, he loves it. He, he cradles him at night. 
He does love his picks. My man loves to be picking, 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 picking. He's got like 50 picks every season. And we're like, how do you get so many damn picks? But uh, speaking of picks, I didn't pick this to be true, but it did happen. Folks, the Jacksonville Jaguars officially did sign Tim Tebow. Tebow is officially... Less than a week ago, it was made official that Tim Tebow will be playing as a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's not going to be playing in the role of quarterback, something that we knew him as, something that he believed himself to be. He's now decided after many years of people telling him that he's basically a tight end, he's decided to be a tight end. With that being said, we're going to first go to Seamus the Moose Anderson. No. A man built like a tight end. I appreciate that. I'm a I'm a tight end in like a fucking peewee league, maybe. Hey, well, you know what, man? I'm trying. Um, the overweight <laughs> kid, the the overweight kid that can catch balls. I guess. There you go. There we go. Yeah, it's sure. Um, that could catch balls. Well, as yeah. as the overweight kid catching stuff, can you tell us how you feel about this transition? And 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 do you think it's for the best? Like, what what do you see the outcome of this? This official sign. He's, he's not. He's not going to make the. He's not going to make the team. He's, you don't think he's going to make the the. I don't think so, dude. Off. Like, I, I listen. First off, he looks yacked. I don't know if you guys saw the picture of him. He's much shorter than a, a regular tight end. I, what is he like? Six three, six two. Yeah, but but he was he was getting pretty yoked while playing baseball. If you remember, like I remember. He, him, yes, I think he was juicing. He was but, he was filling up them jerseys like the yeah. of Sammy Sosa. He was. I think he, I think he made sure that he got a size too small, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, he filled them out. He filled those out. He did. He's, I mean, I think he's always just been yacked. Um, he's a professional athlete. So like fucking, how could you not be Eddie? Lee? Are you just accusing this man of fucking just straight juice in this whole fucking career? Oh, I, I would say good for him if he was. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't hitting like he was, but, um, I mean, the man did play under Urban Meyer. Yeah, see, that's the that's the part that's like, first of all, I'm so fucking sick of Tim Tebow. My God, man, like part of me loves him. Part of me hates him. But like, get the fuck out of here. He would never have this shot if he hadn't played for fucking Urban Meyer in Florida. Like, it's just not it's not even a question. Like, well, he wouldn't have had this shot if he didn't constantly keep himself in the limelight, you know? Like he kept himself around with. He's a really good college football analyst, though. I like it. Yeah, no, I think he's really good. He get, he gets you like close to running through a wall on Saturday morning. (laughs) Yeah, he he does. And he also has all that baseball that he kept doing. Like people kept talking about Tim Tebow, so he was always, even when he wasn't doing shit, we were talking about. He came. The one. It's just the Neil he had, man. And they won a championship, right? Yeah, well, his pep talk after the early loss of the season when they went like 15 and one, they like lost, I think, the second game. He fucking like, like gave an epic uh, speech in the locker room about how to be fucking winners and champions. And then they go on to win a national championship. I'm just saying one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever. That's all. I would not disagree with that. College. Yeah, but I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I mean, honestly, um, who knows if he can honestly, catch a ball he and could, he can block like, sure, he might make the team, but he's honestly, got league minimum he like been, he he's he still has to make the team. I think he could have been a great NFL quarterback if he was willing to change his mechanics. 
He just one hundred fifty percent. You're exactly right. Because he already had the leadership. Well, I'm not going to say that man didn't have no heart because he threw his body on the line on a regular basis. Yeah, like so, a tight end would. So he's yeah. used to the punishment at least. So I, I, if he was just willing to to humble himself and change his mechanics like they wanted him to, he could have been great. But he didn't want to. Damn, he, he's small. What's that? Yeah, oh. he's not big. He, like, was no, 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 his height is fast. small. Yes. He'll be like a sneaky fast tight end. I mean, I mean, no, I think they, I think they're going to be using him more as a guy who's, who's really going to be like a, a threat to possibly do other things. Uh, so I here's think, the thing. I, th- I this he's is coming in, in on trick plays and, and nonsense. Like, I don't think he's going to be a regular, like a Taysom Hill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I mean, the part of me fucking hates him. Part of me is like, this is pretty cool. Follow your dreams. Yada, yada, yada. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, like, I hate to be Jesus. negative. You guys know me. I don't like to be negative. That's not my like, that's not my persona. Unless John pissing me off, then I'm negative. But um, that's he gets me going and he knows he does. Um, hey, hey, you know, somebody's got to get the ratings up. Right. Fact. Yeah. Content, content, content. Um, what I will say about Tebow's size um, is that it's actually exactly at the average for tight end, um, which is 6'3", 240, and he's 6'3", 245. Uh, that's what he's listed at now anyways. Um, I, could, it, I mean, he might be bigger. I don't know because he's fucking yacked. That picture I saw last week, I was like, Jesus Christ, Timothy, what have you been eating? Like, remember that, that uh, tight end that turned into a lineman that was eating like five eggs with like Gatorade and spinach blended up? Maybe T- Tebow's on that on that cycle. The guy did the Gatorade for taste. He had like 15 different things in this blender. Anyways, I don't know. I, do you guys think he'll make the team? I think he'll make the team as a as a hill. I think I think okay. that I can accept that. That's the that's what I really believed he was going to be when the whole idea of him was going to you know make the Jacksonville Jaguars. To be like, fair, you have said that already. Yeah. That they're gonna just use them like that. Like I think Urban Meyer probably watched, you know, the Saints do that a few times, like, man, I got a good idea. I could probably do that too, you know. And so I don't know. That's probably the worst Urban Meyer impression. But you know, actually, I, that's a how that's exactly how I imagine like some cranky old why is that your coach? That is your that is just your generic coaching voice. Uh, yeah, see? Uh, <laughs> I know it's going like on. Every coach is Bear Bryant or something. Get out there. Matriculate down the field. Like a mix between Bear <laughs> Bryant and Bugs Bunny. You gotta matriculate the ball. Matriculate. Uh, uh come on now. Dig deep. Exactly. Uh, Could you see him just like with that Florida girl doing that shit, man? I can't be Nick Saban. Ah. Yeah, but I think that's what it'll be used for because then you can always list him as a tight end on the roster, so he can always kind of be there. And then you can, you know, slide him in for a little like trickeries and because there's always the threat of throwing plus he's left-handed so then like the defense gotta like switch to a different side it's like it, it, it's a it's a whole like mind game thing i understand what he's doing will it work out probably not but it'll give them something to do yeah dude uh john's actually probably right because we know urban meyer he last coached in college college has a lot of these like type of plays where you can pull this type of bullshit off we all we all remember the wildcat. I still love the wildcat, but 
they uh, figured out how to beat it. I think Evan Myers is going to try. He's like, oh, look at me, man. I'm going to try to figure out how to beat the game, man. Like, look, dude, you're just going to be another Nick Saban, man. You're going to be out of the league in fucking about three or four years, dude. Because And the Jaguars are going to have to start over. And it hurts my heart to say that, man. But Trevor Lawrence is not looking bright down there, dude. And that kid's got some talent. All right, all right. Well, maybe it won't work out. Maybe it will. But let's talk about quarterbacks that have new locations and how it'll work out for them. Especially two quarterbacks that we often talk about, one being baby hands and the other one being Matthew Stafford. Now, they've switched sides. One guy's coming off a hand injury. And let's be honest, a back injury. Everything was injured with Matt Stafford this past season. The man was was physically broken, not mentally and emotionally like Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matthew Stafford will actually still go out there and play the damn game. I don't know who... Cl- cleans their gutters what the know. fuck just happened i don't know uh, right? sorry, i apologize for this technical error that's a technical error. That's bush league man bush he's league. out he's out here looking at other things at least we know it wasn't porno he's definitely browsing the, the the web you know we'd know if it was porno because it would start off with like you know adult friend finder or something like that <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um I got the uh, Matt Stafford and baby hands have switched spots. And we, I was just going to see who thinks which guy is going to have a better season in their different locations. Now, my question is, will Matt Stafford finally with a new team be able to actually have a winning record? Because baby hands had a winning record with this team. Can he do it? And on the other end, I mean, Matt Stafford never had a winning team with the Lions, but can baby hands do it? So let's get Well, I mean, I'm not going to say he never did, but he rarely did. But anyway, let's go over directly to Seamus the Moose Anderson. Seamus, with these men finding different locations to play the game of football and lead a team, they just flip-flopped, but who's going to have a better flip than flop? Oh, uh, Matthew Stafford. I wouldn't even like a hundred percent, like a hundred fifty million percent. Now, Stafford only has garbage time awards, you know. Damn, dude. But Stafford never had a good team. (laughs) I don't think he ever had a good coach. Well, this is also true. I don't think what like who the fuck have the Lions had in the past? They've had like six different coaches in his tenure, haven't they? No, I mean, they let Patricia stay for a little while. What do you get? He was a fucking bum. I think they gave him like three. That, guy, at least. that guy was a was worse than a bum, dude. He's he should have stayed a fucking defensive coordinator and just never tried to be somebody that he couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he was there for he was there for forty three games. Um, the one before that, sixty four games. The one before that, eighty games. The one before that, forty eight games. When did Stafford come in the league? Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, somewhere around nine. Okay, so. Yeah, um, no, I think part of the reason is, one, the Lions are the worst organization in football um, other than the Green Bay Packers. Um, I would say the worst organization is definitely the Lions. Yeah, so yeah, so he was he was drafted in the Jets are probably the two. Yeah, I mean, probably. But yeah, so he had one, two, three, four different coaches. 
within the t- within his time there. Um, their win loss records, there was only one over 500, and that was Jim Caldwell. Um, and they had a pretty good stretch there. But like, yeah, no, I mean, how the fuck are you supposed to win with an organization? The whole organization is trash, dude. The Rams, for as much shit as I love to give them for failing all the time, like uh, they still have a way better situation right now for a quarterback than the Lions ever will like ever. Um, so no, for me, it's like, it's not even close to a question. I, I know you have to ask it because it's something we got to talk about. Um, but even the team he's around, like he still has pretty much all of his linemen that, that Goff had, he's quicker. He's a better ball thrower. He's got cam Akers and Daryl Henderson leading the way. Then he's got Robert Woods, Cooper cup and Van Jefferson still has Tyler Higby. The defense is still fucking nasty. And you know, they've drafted a few people too, that should fill in slots there. I mean, it's just like the lions is such a hodgepodge right now. Their best wide receivers are. Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman, and I'll give it to them. They've done okay. Geronimo Allison fucking never could do anything with with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams will be pretty good, but like, I don't expect more than six wins for this Lions team. There's no way. Damn, they get them six. They'll be lucky to get six, dude. They'll be lucky to get six. I get them. I I would love to see them get like eight and. What eight and nine now? Is that what you can go? You can't go eight and eight. Yeah, no, it would be eight and nine now. Eight and nine, yes. I would love to see them do that. Maybe just give a little bit of hope to baby hands. I mean, like I'm gonna yeah. look at their schedule real quick and see. Baby hands not going the best. Baby hands not going to the best position. Uh, Stadford went up. Baby hands went down. So yeah, Stadford all the way, John. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions are the worst team in the league next year. Like I don't, I don't even think they can get close to six wins. Their schedule is way too difficult. They could maybe get a win against the Broncos. I'll give them a maybe against the Falcons, but the rest but of their Jets, man, Jets. they don't play the they don't play the Jets. No, I'm just saying the worst team. I say that like Lions is going to be that like, hey, you know they got potential. The Jets could be the worst. Yeah, but the Jets get to play the Panthers. I mean, that'll be a win. That's a win. Come like on, they're playing man. Sam Darnold. Like, that's going to be a win. They're playing the Broncos. Uh, that could be a that's win. A revenge, that's a revenge game for Darnold. The Falcons could be a win. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, no. Uh, the Jets will definitely have a better record than the Lions next year. You can fucking take that to the bank. Oh, okay. Well, we should make some uh, bets. I'll write that down. That's a good okay. one. That's a good one, man. So yeah. Go throughout the year. Lions versus the Jets. Yeah, sure. I. I put the Lions having I put the Lions having at most three wins. Three? Not six. After looking at their schedule, it won't be six. Man. They're gonna lose to the Bears twice next year. Like it's they're gonna get massacred against most of these teams. Mercy, the mercy. Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Rams, they're fucked. <laughs> they wow. are they are fucked. Wow. So Jet so the Lions will be the worst team. Until I look at another schedule. Right now I have the Lions being the worst team in the world. Worst than the Jets. Wow. I'll, oh, take, yeah. I'll take Jets, dude. Uh, how much money? The worst team in the league. Yes. I'll put 50 bucks on it. Okay, dude. Fine. Yeah, I'll put I'll put 50. I know I don't gamble much. I usually bet like 10 bucks. I'm that confident that the Jets will be better next year. Yeah. Which is crazy. I feel like we're living in fucking crazy pill right now. Would you like to get would you like to get on this, uh John? I mean, honestly. 
Oh, am I supposed to pick a different team or just? I mean, do you just want to hop on? You know, get some side action on this? No, no, no. I mean, honestly, if I even had to pick a team that's probably going to do worse than them, I would. I would still hold that the Falcons. I think are about to bottom out even worse because uh, without Julio Jones, they ain't doing shit. But I'm not going to put anything on that. Um, just because we, there's still some time, and I do think the Jets. And the Lions are the two worst organizations in football. So the Falcons the- could also you're right, though. The Falcons could yeah. also be a horrible fucking team. So, so like, what am I betting against against the two worst organizations in football? I mean, my goodness, man, one of them is probably bound to be the worst. They usually are. I mean, you don't have to get in on it, but oh, like, you know, that's man. like it's like flipping a coin, dude. Literally, like you went the two worst organizations. Like, I mean, literally, well, I don't know. I mean. One is terrible. I would never flip terrible. a coin for fifty dollars. This is serious business, Jonathan. Oh, only. <laughs> I'll step out of the ring. We've John. John's played a war in Vegas for fifty dollars, man. I what? Have, I have. Wait, war like the the card game? Yeah, like like one card. What? Fifty bucks or what? Oh, card I belong there. Yes, dude. It's fucking oh, hilarious, dude. They're it's just like. One card, bam, bam, dealer wins. Oh shit! <laughs> and you just lose. It's fifty dollars a card. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, you don't have to. Oh, that's some that. fucking wild, wild west shit, dude. It is, man. It is. That wild. really is. If you wild think about wild. it, it's crazy. Like I thought, like a whole game, we count up our cards, see who has the most. <laughs> it's like Vegas vacation, national lampoons. He goes in that shady casino. He's like, they got war. I play war. But truth is that they actually got that like at MGM and all the fucking nice casinos, man. Fucking That's so awesome. Dude. Yeah, dude. Things got crazy. Things got crazy. Well, speaking of craziness, folks, it's probably about time for us to wrap up yet another episode here of the Ricky Williams Trilogy. But before we do so, though, let's check in to see if we have any 34s or any puppy dogs of the week. Uh, I have a puppy dog, man. Uh oh, oh snap! Yes. Again, I want to give it to the NBA. Um, oh apparently, LeBron James had violated some uh, COVID regulations, but we know that the rules do not apply to some people. So the NBA decided. I mean, come on now, dude. When he when they went to the bubble, he had his own like wing and shit like that that the other players recorded and were like look we all staying in these tiny ass little bungalows and this whole thing is for lebron over here you know like it is ridiculous it's but. sick man because like it just goes to show the hypocrisy of the nba it's like you know you could have had the balls to suspend it for one game they ended up losing that game anyway so like it's like you could have like you know safe face and be like you know what lebron you need to take one for the nba because you're not bigger than the game like they say you are, but you really are because without you, the NBA would be nothing, really. Except Steph Curry hitting threes all the time. Well, so. they're out of the tournament right now. They're out of the playoffs. So, uh, the Suns uh, play tonight, I believe. So, yes, yeah, Lakers. They will be tipping off here very soon, and we will see if LeBron James can. I don't know. Still be in the postseason by the time Space Jam Two comes out. Ah! I mean, so, yes, that's my puppy dog NBA. Boo you. All right. Soft. Soft. Do we have any 34s? Do we have anyone we want to uplift? I do. I do want to uplift somebody. Um, A lot of people. Uh, The whole Olsen family, uh, Greg Olsen, if you guys haven't heard the story, his eight-year-old son 
uh, since birth has had three open heart surgeries mm-hmm. um, and has survived with a modified heart for the first eight years of his life. Um, Greg Olson put out the news yesterday that unfortunately it seems like his heart is reaching its end and may need a transplant for the time being there at the hospital. Um, <clears throat> sorry, talking about kids fucking sucks. Um, yeah, his little eight-year-old son, TJ, might need a heart transplant. So here are some prayers for you, um, TJ, and the whole Olsen family. We hope you guys get that figured out and little TJ can grow until he's fucking old because if not, that would suck. So here's to you, TJ. Our 34 right. award of the week is for you, buddy. Yes, so let's go. <laughs> I, know, I know this one's not a heartfelt 34, uh, but I'm going to give it up. To old Philly Mick. Uh, yes, yes, yes. We didn't even talk about that. Yes. Yeah, his geriatric ass, the <laughs> oldest person to win a, a major. Um, at what? How old was he? Fifty? Is he? 50? He's fifty and eleven months. Fifty and eleven months, almost fifty-one years old. We're gonna go to our resident golfer, Duke Thompson. Duke, what does this mean for an a man of who should be playing? In the in the senior tour, <laughs> he's he would he would qualify, wouldn't he? Because uh, he's getting close, man. No, he's he's auto he's automatically in, I believe, at a certain age. I think it's like fifty three or fifty four. As long as he keeps his PGA card, he can play as long as I like, think to maybe fifty five, maybe wow. if he wanted to like that. But so he's he's almost getting kicked out of the regular tour. Just for- not, not no mo. <laughs> Not no more. Probably not, not no, no more. Because <laughs> he went and he went and proved that just because he has some age and some tread on those tires, they're still they're still good. They ain't bald yet. But Duke, what does this mean, especially for a golf generation that is longing for something, but now they're they're drifting back to the old. I mean, like you know, Phil's winning this. Hell, a couple of years back, Tiger wins the Masters. I mean. It, I mean, D- Dustin Johnson's no no fresh peach either. Well, it's like they always say uh, with Jack and Arnie. Um, they said, Jack, you're going to be better. But Arnie, the people will love you more. That's the same way with Tiger and uh, old Phil there. Tiger is so much more better. But people love uh, Phil a little bit more because he said those collapses at the U.S. Open, which he hasn't won yet, which is only keeping him short of the Grand Slam. But it was good to see him win. He could make a push again this year for uh, the U.S. Open. Is down there at Torrey Pines in San Diego, just right in his backyard. So he could make a push, and that would complete the Grand Slam for him. I mean, he ain't no Tiger Woods, but he is probably, you know, Tiger Woods, there's always got to be a second-place guy, you know? And that was Phil Mickelson, man. The people love him. He does more charitable things. I mean, you know, he just didn't take golf as seriously like Tiger did. And he just didn't have the talent because, you know, he was just more of like a family guy and all that other stuff. So, but good for him. I mean, the PGA championship is, you know, it's nice to win another major in the PGA. I'm sure he won the U.S. Open, but he could do it again. This should be cool. Uh, the last guy, I believe, to win at who was older than was like 48, I believe, was Jack yeah. Wilson was at the Masters and I think 80-something. Um, that was last. So, Phil, yes, it's not called the Senior Tour no more because that's disrespectful. They call it the Champions Tour. 
So yeah, whatever. I, I'm old school. <laughs> I was still there to see you. Too. So it was good to see him win. Uh, it, it really occurs me to get back out there and play some golf. Uh, if I drop some weight, I uh, have my goal of breaking 80 for the first time in my life, which is Jesus. extremely do you, want me to, do you want me to send you my workout regimen? Dude, I will. Dude. I'm thinking about it, man. I'm going to drop some weight, dude, and if I can get back out there. Because I mean, homie, I've dropped 30 pounds. I drop, a, I drop another 30, homie. I'm going to have to start, you know, beating these people off with a stick. There's a, golf, a couple of golf courses I like to play. Uh, St. Andrews, you have to have a 15 handicap to play there. Also, Pebble Beach would be fun to play if you're actually decent and Wolf Creek. So, you Dude, just you could Wolf, you Wolf you Creek at, is the one I want to play. Homie, if you're playing at yeah. Pebble Beach, I'll just be your caddy. Now, I will be drunk. But I, I mean, I'll pay the money for you just to be there, dude. It's Thank like, you. Just, uh, you know, just ride along, man. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm like, here, I'm here for a ride along. I'm just um, the, day. the other one I want to play without a doubt is um the Bass Pro Shops, um Top of the Rock. Have you ever seen it? No, but that sounds so redneck. How it's scary. Yeah, but it's incredible, dude. It's a beautiful course. I want the Bass um, Pro Shop top you. of the I'm rock. I'm wearing a trucker hat. Fuck you, Chip. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, watching Phil this weekend was like, it was like when I didn't like to watch golf. Like, not not that I, di- I love watching golf now because I'm old and boring. But when I was a kid, like, I fucking hated golf. But Phil Mickelson is undeniably the funniest man that's ever, like, played golf. He's hysterical. He's he's a, with the crowd. He's funny. He's funny without the crowd. He's just a funny dude. So yeah, yeah, and, awesome uh, dude. Was it? Uh, was this? Oh shit, Cope or uh, whatever his name is. Um, the guy who was with him, Cope Kep, the Coop Key, Coop Key. Oh, Brooks Kepke. He's a bitch. Yeah, he was like my knee. Anyway, yeah, yeah you can walk fucking eighteen holes for four days, but you can't fucking <laughs> go through a crowd. You fucking. My knee. Did you my see his knee. reaction when Bryson DeChambeau walked by him too? No, I didn't. See I'll that. send you guys the video later. That guy is such a bitch. Yeah, he gets to be a puppy dog too. Ugh. All right, everybody. Well, that's another episode of the Ricky Williams trilogy. Make sure you find us on everything that you enjoy your uh, social media on or whatever you enjoy. Shit, you know what I mean. Just find us on social media, folks. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, or you can find us on Facebook. Don't find us on MySpace. No one's on that shit. Also, you can find us on YouTube and make sure you find us under the Fumble Rooski Sports Blanket where you can find other things like Money Mouth, the sports podcast. You can also find Hockey Dreams, a podcast that we're still working on. And then you can also come with us to the movies. That's right, folks. The trilogy goes to the movies from time to time. Upcoming Little Big League. That's right. We're going to be talking about that here soon. Also, folks, you can find us at your local grocery store. Now, is there anything else that you'd like to say (laughs) before we sign off, gentlemen? Go Patriots. I'd like to say that uh, thank you to our listeners. We're almost up to 200 listeners for this show, guys. Oh, shit. Uh, um, apparently we have like four or five unique listeners out there. So I'd like to give a shout out to them. Oh man. They're all unique, man. They're all unique. Dude. So we thank love you. our listeners. Thank you for listening. I'm sure you're listening because 200 listens. I know it doesn't sound like a lot to us, but for people who are just what are you talking about, we used to literally have like four listeners. We were like talking to our moms and shit. Okay. So yeah. Well, mama, <laughs> if you listening, we made it. So we're going, <laughs> we're going into year four. Now, so I just want to say uh, yeah. congratulations, and we're gonna make this the best one yet. Um, football is coming, and this is the year the Titans do it, baby. Go Titans! All right, and go Chiefs. 
of course, led by the beautiful biracial Patrick Mahomes, who, despite what the Duke is saying, will be ready to go to lead his team to yet their third straight AFC championship so that his little baby girl only sees winners. Why don't you fucking hang up banner? We will. Damn, dude. <laughs> Sound like a Colts fan. Inappropriate. That's inappropriate. I just love I just love a little jab right at the end. I just 